Thursday, February 20th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, joined as always by our tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes, out in Goodyear, Arizona at the Indians Development Complex. Paul, good to talk to you. Uh, I, I don't know what we need to do to keep uh, keep the Indians players healthy and fresh, but it's not working. We, we have another one we, we're, we're waiting on uh, injury news from in Carlos Carrasco now. Yeah, Carlos was, I guess, you know, I watched him uh, two days ago on Tuesday throw his first, you know, live BP session. He looked great, uh, pitched well, kept the ball down, showed velocity. And uh, uh, but now he was doing some squats in the weight room, I guess, and felt something in his upper right leg. And, uh, you know, they uh, took an MRI this morning and uh, sent him sent the MRI to Cle- uh, to a. Uh, California to some doctors in California to read it and uh, you know I would think Joe that uh, this isn't like a a red flag but you know I think it could put it's definitely going to push him back he probably you know will get a late start into the Cactus League season and um, you know he he might not be ready for opening day I you know any whenever you get hurt in spring training you know, if and you get set back, it's it's always to me, it, especially early in camp, you you're not going to make that time up. And uh, with the season starting so early, in uh, March 26, you know, Francona was saying yesterday that, uh, you know, if if a guy you know somehow misses a start or gets pushed back, they might not be able to work get him built up to 85, 100 pitches, you know, and uh, so you know that means you know. <laughs> they were down one starter in Clevenger, and now they could be down two starters in Carrasco. And especially with Carrasco's, uh, you know, history here, uh, just recently uh, coming back from the leukemia diagnosis last year, the Indians were already taking it easy and taking it, you know, cautious and and you know, double checking with him at every step of of his progressions. You know, are you feeling okay? Is everything all right? And to the point where you know he was starting to get annoyed by the questions, but you know they have to ask. Tito said. You know, we have to ask every time. Well, well, this 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 becomes what the third sort of training injury for the Indians uh, in the last two seasons. You had you had Lindor opening uh, spring training with uh, basically a, a training injury that he came to camp with last year. Right. You had Clevenger uh, in the weight room uh, training and, and messing up his knee uh, earlier uh, last week, and now you've got got Carrasco uh, doing pretty much the same thing. Uh, I can't. Is 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 this, this is this a theme here? Is this a, an issue with the, the training programs that they're on, or is this something that just can't be avoided and it's a it's a fluke? Yeah, I, I just think it's something that that happens. You know, I, I don't think there's a there's a common denominator. I just think, you know, guys get hurt. You know, Carrasco's no spring chicken. What's he thirty two? And like you said, he's you know he was dealing with leukemia last year. You know, I don't know what kind of treatments he was getting. You know, does that change, affect the rest of your body? But, you know, we'll probably jump into conclusions here. Right. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, it's definitely, I think uh, it's just going to be very, very interesting to see what kind of timetable they put him on to come back, Joe. And and whenever you miss time in spring training, you know, you can't make it up on the other end. You got to, you're probably opening this the season on the injured list. And I'm not saying that's, that's what's going to happen here. But, you know, games start on Saturday. And the season is starting, you know, the earliest it's ever started, March 26th. And the clock is ticking. And you don't have to be ready in April, obviously. But, right. 
you know, I would think, you know, the chances of Carlos, you know, opening the season on the injured list just got a lot better. I mean, just, just you know, increased a significant percentage. Right. Now, when Clevenger went down with the knee injury uh, six to eight weeks uh, after the, the surgery there, it was pretty easy to identify Adam Plutko as the guy who, who really, you know, came in with an opportunity there to, uh, to step in and, and get a spot in the rotation because of that injury. Uh, it, not, not as easy to, to identify a guy now that if, if Carrasco has to miss an extended period of time, who that could benefit or who could take advantage of that. If Carrasco's not available, uh, you know, you're looking at Plesak and Savali now, uh, guys who, you know, going into camp, there might have been uh, a question if they had, had faltered because of, uh, you know, particularly, you know, their, their youth and their inexperience. Maybe Tito keeps them back. Uh, keeps one or both of them back, but now that those guys pretty much both have to step forward and 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 fill in those spots. Oh yeah, I think they're definitely on the club uh, uh, in the rotation, Joe. I think right now, you know, if you're going to say uh, uh, Clevenger and Carrasco open on the DL, I think you got to go Bieber, you've got to go Plutko, you know, Plesac, Savali, and then the number five guy. You know, I would think you know. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Rodriguez, uh, Logan Allen. Um, I don't think Tristan McKenzie's in that mix. He's, no. He just hasn't pitched enough. And maybe a Scott Moss, but he's a, you know, a young lefty. Uh, and maybe they're going to have to go out and get some, uh, you know, kind of veteran guy or maybe just kind of mix and match. Um, and I don't know how many off days they have early in the season. Maybe they'll be able to go with a four-man. A four-man uh, out of the gate, yeah. Yeah, for a while until – you know, Carrasco or, or uh, Clevenger gets healthy and can rejoin uh, the rotation. Well, and that's sort of – we were talking yesterday about Jeffrey Rodriguez's, uh, you know, his versatility uh, and his sort of flexibility to fill that role. Well, now you're, you're definitely looking at trying to build him up one way or another, and you're going to have to have him uh, available as a starter. If he, Even if he doesn't make the club and goes to AAA, he's going to have to go there as a starter now. Oh yeah, definitely. And and it's, you know, it's crazy. You know, they, they come to camp with their rotation still being the strength of the team. And uh, even though they traded Bauer and, and Kluber within a seven, six, seven month period, period, and, and now you're down two starters and, you know, you're kind of scrambling a little bit. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, Beaver obviously is a number one, probably a number one, number two in any rotation in baseball. But, you know, there's, there's uh, some questions. You know, you got Plesak and Savali, like you were saying, young guys, you know, basically rookies. And Plutko, you know, who's always you know, the ideal fourth or fifth guy. And he's going to have to, you know, be pushed up in that rotation too. Right. Now now Plutko becomes your number two guy if that's the uh, – in terms of experience and, and, you know, that that pressure gets put on him. Uh, for as far as Plesak and Savali, I know uh, – uh, Plesak, I, I believe, through either today or yesterday. Uh, have, have we seen Savali yet? What's what's he looking uh, like? Is he I, I don't know if Savali threw today or not. Uh, you know, I know Plesak threw yesterday, looked okay, came through it fine. Uh, and I, I would imagine Savali threw today, but I did not. I did not see him. I, I know some some guys are throwing tomorrow, uh, but uh, you know, I did not see whether he pitched or not. I know he's not scheduled to pitch you know, off Saturday in, in the uh, Cactus League opener against the Reds. You mentioned a name. You said Tristan McKenzie, uh, obviously not a guy who's, who probably 
really has designs on making this club out of, out of spring training. But if he is able to come through his first major league camp and, you know, show well, and then, you know, maybe go to triple a open the season there and, and perform well, does, does that sort of take some pressure off, you know, some of these other guys in terms of just knowing that you've got a, a top level prospect who's, who's back to where he should have been. Yeah, I think so, Joe. I mean, I, you know, I, I probably shouldn't say that he's not in her plans. I mean, it depends how many, you know, how far you get on, uh, how far to the, on the pecking, the pecking order you go down. But, uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, if you look at Savali and, and Plesak last year, they started at double A and neither one of them were, were in, were in big league camp. So, you know, in that, in that regard, uh, McKenzie's kind of a, you know, we got to step ahead of them, but uh, you know, I, I, and you know, Plesak was coming off Tommy John and, you know, so anything is possible in this game, especially in pitching because it's the name of the game is the same whether you're at double A or triple A. It's sixty feet six inches. And you got to throw the ball across the plate. Well, it's sixty feet six inches for now until Manfred changes that. But <laughs> don't don't get me started. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you're Tristan, if you're Tristan McKenzie, you're not in necessarily that same position that Plesac and Savali were in last year at this time because people know your name. People are expecting you to do something. Yeah. Nobody was expecting Plesac or Savali at at double A at this time last year. To, to have any impact on the club. So I guess that's where that was coming from. Uh, okay, you know, this is, this is just crazy that, you know, this, the Indians' top four starters from this time last year, uh, you know, could all not be with the club when they, when they open, you know, come March 26th. But that's the possibility you're, you're looking at. Uh, like you said, the, the strength of the club was always its starting rotation. Uh, did, does this start to change things now and, and, you know, make the Indians look in a different direction in terms to, to find, you know, what, what they do best to win ball games? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know, Joe, I, I think, uh, you know, the offense was suspect. I mean, obviously you've kind of, you know, loaded up a little bit. You got Fran Mel Reyes for, for a full year. You've got uh, Domingo Santana in here. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you have Carlos Santana's back. Uh, you add uh, uh, Hernandez. He's a Hernandez to the mix. Um, so maybe it's it's a better offensive club. But I still think this club has to pitch. You know that that's what that's their calling card. And it's not like you know we know we know uh, uh, if all things go well, Clevenger's going to be back. You know by maybe late April. It's not like he hurt his arm. The ditto for uh, for Carrasco. It's not. I mean it's it's a I don't know. I mean, it's an upper leg injury. So it, we sound like the NFL, you know, low, right. I mean, the NHL, lower body and upper body injuries. So, uh, but uh, we'll know more tomorrow, but it's not like these guys, you know, tore rotator cuff or blew out their elbow and can't throw. I mean, they still can keep their arms strong while they're on the, on the injured list or coming back. So, you know, they, they've got that going for them. Okay. Uh, and also another, uh, you know, freak sort of thing. Uh, Jose Ramirez taking a ball off the foot and had to limp off one of the practice fields yeah. today. Uh, what did you see there when, when, when that happened? Yeah, you know, Cam Hill threw a slider, a good pitch, and, and, and Ramirez swung at it, missed it, and it hit him in the foot. And, 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 and Lindor, you know, he went down. And obviously, he was in pain. Uh, but they were, uh, you know, he was getting they – were, they were really – you know, uh, 
they were on them. Lindor, Reyes, even Francona, they were all, you know, kind of kidding them. And when he got up and he was limping off, they, they hugged him and they were all laughing. And I guess uh, Francona said, you know, it had something to do with uh, earlier in the day, they were, they were retelling the story of Jose, I mean, uh, Juan Uribe getting hit. Hit in the, you know, oh dear! Oh, with, I, I know where this is going. Yes, with, with Mike Trout hitting him with the 106 mile hour ground ball in 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 the in the family jewels. There you go. And Uribe was not wearing any protection. And so they were kidding about, and they were all laughing about that. And I don't know if they thought that's what happened to Ramirez or not, but there was no, there was wasn't much room for sympathy out there when when Ramirez was walking limping off the off the out of the batter's box. Well, that's a that's a good that's a sign of a good good I guess clubhouse chemistry when you're your uh, two-time MVP finalist can get uh, you know hit by a pitch and and they they still are have no mercy and just uh, you know give them a hard time about it. Sounds and like I saw it. him in, and I saw him in I saw Jose in the locker room and talked to him. He's okay, you know. He just he prob- he said I just got hit in the foot, that's all. He probably feels like it's September when when something like that happens and you've been through uh, you know four or five months of everyday sort of uh dings and 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 whatnot. So uh, good. Uh, you also talked to uh, Brad Hand as well after after Tito talked about him and, and sort of that uh, that preventative care that they're going to try and go through with with his uh, you know spring. Uh, what, did, what did Brad Hand have to say about you know just the way he anticipates being used in this uh, in this Cactus League season? Yeah, uh, uh, you know Hand. Uh, you know Tito said yesterday that they're kind of they they want Hand to back off of this velocity just kind of work into it as a game's approach. And uh, he also said that he probably won't use them in multiple innings early in the season. Hand said, you know, he really hasn't changed much of his velocity in the bullpen sessions. He says he doesn't really throw that hard in, in bullpen sessions anywhere. Anyway, is, he says uh, his velocity increases as he gets into game situations. But he did say, uh, you know, he definitely had a tired arm last year uh, that it, that he's had tired arms in the past, but never anything like this. And uh, he, he just his arm slot get, kept getting lower and lower, and his velocity kept dropping. And uh, he he just c- c- can't explain it. And he says, you know, I'm I'm turning thirty. I've, you know, he's I think he's had second most appearances in the big leagues over the last four years, next to uh, uh, Shaw. Yeah, and uh, that he's going to have to take better care of his body. He's uh, He's got to get into the trainer's room, he, you know, because he's never had an arm issue, and he always tried to avoid the trainer's room at all costs. And uh, but now he's got to, you know, just pay attention to, to it and stay on top of the aches and pains. Uh, he went, uh, you know, at his uh, he went to a one of those performance high performance gyms over the winter. Got into analytics a bit. Uh, you know he's a hockey player, so he mm-hmm. from Minnesota, so he's never really got uh, been an analytical guy, and <laughs> said this the analytics helped him, uh, you know, understand what his pitches do and you know where he was, and now you know his arm slot is back and he feels he feels good. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. Uh, another veteran guy who I guess is is sort of looking at this uh, spring as a, a way to to reshape his preparation too is. Oliver Perez, you, you talked to him uh, with the the advent of this uh, three batter minimum rule. Uh, Oliver Perez won't be uh, able to be used as just a left on left matchup guy. Uh, how's uh, Oliver Perez's preparation been different? 
Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, last year, you know, I talked to Oliver about he always climbs Camelback Mountain in uh, in Phoenix here, and I asked him if he did that this year, and he goes, "No, you know, I've got to, I've got to, you know, stay a little bit stronger because I might be pitching more. I've got to, you know, I know I'm going to be pitching a lot more with this new rule, so he's kind of, you know, uh, just, you know, working more off the mound." Uh, and uh, but he's not climbing any mountains to get ready for the season, so I guess that's good because you, you could fall off a mountain, right? Well, that that, that could definitely <laughs> happen to a what 30, 37 year old, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's 37 years old, you definitely fall off the mountain at some point during the season. Uh, and, hey, yeah, I was talking to him, and I don't think he's he's really worried about this three batter rule that you know he knows he's faced mostly lefties, you know, in the last couple of years, but he's been a starter in the past. He's filled about just about every role, and he, he feels he, he can get righties out. Yeah, Perez isn't exactly the one you're totally worried about getting righties out. You're more worried about uh, Simber getting lefties out, I think, than, than anything else. Uh, outfield battle, uh, where are we in terms of the 10 men for maybe three or four or four or five spots there uh, in the outfield? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's, it's kind of, you know, it's starting to take, take shape, Joe. You know, you've got to, you've got Oscar Mercado, you've got Reyes, you've got Domingo Santana. Um, I think uh, you know you've got Delano De Shields. You've got probably Bowers. I would think is in there. You know, they need a left-handed hitter. Uh, so uh, you know, and I'm missing somebody. Uh, I don't think Zimmer Naquin. No, uh, I don't think those guys are going to. You know, obviously Greg Allen. Yeah, Greg Allen. Yeah, Greg Allen and. And Daniel Johnson, you know. So, you know, I, I think I think they'll carry six guys probably. And, uh, you know, with that 26-man roster with the extra spot. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. But I think it's rounded into shape, you know. I, I think, you know, Naquin obviously is going to open on a DL. Zimmer, you know, my, my money is on him probably opening in, at AAA. But, you know, who? No, you never know. <laughs> but. So, you know, the games haven't started yet, but <clears throat> that's the way it's looking to me. Right. And you said that, that Tito talked about Daniel Johnson and sort of where he is, and you can sort of draw your own conclusions from, from what Tito said. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Tito, you know, every spring he says, you know, there's usually the whole roster can be, be divided into three, three parts. You've got young kids coming in just to soak in, soak in everything they can get their feet wet. You've got the guys in the middle that are really fighting for jobs and the spring training means a lot to, and then you've got the veteran guys that, that are guaranteed spots and are just getting ready for, for the regular season. So I think uh, he at, in their one-on-one meetings, he asked Daniel Johnson um, where he thinks he, what his goal was for the spring. And, uh, and Johnson said, I want to make the team. I'm, I'm going to try to make the team. And, and Tito said, Hey, more power to you, but, you know, just remember, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, that, that, you know, I, I just think he, he said more power to you. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, I think we've, we've got another Oscar Mercado case going here. Mm-hmm. Joe, I think, you know, with Oscar had the great spring, what he hit 400 close yep. to it last year, he opened in triple a and came back up early and, you know, won the center field job and just took off from there. And I think, uh, you know, I think they, they want to do the same thing with, with Daniel Johnson. 
probably open them in AAA, get, you know, get on a roll, and then if they need them, bring them up. And uh, the other sort of position battle uh, taking shape uh, is the utility spot. Uh, I know you, you mentioned Mike Freeman, Christian Arroyo, and Yu Chang all sort of battling for, for that role on the infield. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we asked uh, Frank Cohn today about it, and he said, uh, you know, just by the way he, he's going to use these guys in the spring training gives you a pretty good indication what's going to happen. Um, he said Freeman's going to play all four outfield, four infield spots and work his way into the outfield, you know, for a game or two. Uh, Chang is going to play second, third, and short. And uh, um, Arroyo is going to play probably second and third and a little bit of short. So, you know, Arroyo doesn't have options. Freeman Head doesn't have options either. He's not even on the uh, the, uh, the 40, man. Chang has options. So uh, I I would think, uh, uh, you know, Freeman's got the inside track. But, you know, as we were talking before, you know, he's got, they've got to add him to the 40, man. And, you know, sometimes that can be tricky. Right. All right. Well, Paul, uh, I know the, uh, you said the weather uh, forecast uh, looking a little, uh, you know, maybe doubtful for, for Saturday, uh, expecting rain out there in, in Arizona, but uh, we're, we're getting closer to seeing this team get on the field and, and, and start playing some, some actual games. Yeah. And it's always, it's always good. Uh, you know, uh, Bobby DiBiasio, the Indians, uh, you know, executive vice president, always says there's there's three three parts of spring training. You know, number one, you can't wait to get there. Number two, you can't wait for the games to start. And number three, you can't wait to get you can't wait to get out of here. So, uh, <laughs> so I think we're in stage two. We're we're rounding the corner and headed for stage two. And it's always great to see see the games start. You got more to write about. You see the actual kind of the first chapter of, of a season developing. All right. Uh, hey, uh, just uh, as they're rounding uh, out of spring training and, and back here to Cleveland, uh, March 26th, I want to remind our listeners the opening day breakfast you can be a part of is at the Music Box Supper Club this year. Uh, if you want, you can go online on cleveland.com, uh, find the link to, to get tickets. It'll be included at the bottom of this post. Uh, where you're seeing the uh, the the podcast at, uh, it's a great time. Uh, basically, it's it's Mike McIntyre emceeing and uh, Hoinsey and Terry Pluto, uh, Doug Maurice and myself, and we'll all be sitting up there talking tribe uh, on the morning of the home opener. Always a fun time. If you haven't been in the past, uh, uh, great to see some people. Uh, you know, the same familiar faces every year to that, that try and get out there for it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some people out here that go to it, Joe. That are that are out here in Goodyear right now. That are that are, you know, that are that have already signed up and are and are gonna, you know, attend the, their their breakfast. And it's always fun to talk to them. And and they're like friends, you know, like old friends. You keep seeing them. And a strong, you know, diehard tribe fans, man. Well, it's it's they just come because they want to see uh, somebody have to get in between you and, and Terry Pluto and try and you know. Uh, you know, keep things at arm's length there. But uh, <laughs> uh, we have a lot of fun uh, trying to wrestle the mic away from each other up there on the stage. Uh, uh, looking forward to it, Paul. Uh, we've got uh, – you're, you're heading home uh, Sunday night. Uh, you should be back in town. But, um, you know, as games get going, we'll, we'll keep an eye on things out there. 
again, uh, we'll talk to you again, I guess, next week then on the next Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.